0: Weather and science across the globe
1: The Weather Jazz Podcast
0: It has now achieved worldwide attention The fishing village of Grindavik, Iceland is now a ghost town It is 100%
2: evacuated Will there be an eruption? It's all
0: now a waiting game. While we
2: pray for the
0: best possible outcome, let's use Science Wednesday to find out more about a possible eruption in Iceland.
2: (laughs) Today Today, on Weather Weather, Weather, Jazz. weather jazz a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather science earth science a real big one today and periodically even some interesting off-topic episodes i'm your host and the creator of the weather jazz podcast andre Berniger. i'm the senior meteorologist on staff with wjw television in cleveland ohio This is episode number 579. It's Science Wednesday, November 15th. Smack dab in the middle of this month, 2023. Well, things are pretty quiet here in Northeast Ohio. In fact, the next couple of days will be extraordinarily warm and sunny. This has been an unusual period of sunshine here in mid-November, because as most of you know, if you live in the Great Lakes states, the deeper you get into the winter season and the closer you get to it, the more cloud covered there is. Why? Well, it's because of the Great Lakes. They offer up a ton of moisture when the cold air hits that lake. And early on, it's usually a much warmer lake. All of that water vapor gets introduced into the atmosphere and the result is a lot of cloud cover, especially in the winter months anywhere that you have a city near the Great Lakes. But today, a different story. The cloud cover that we had today was high and mid-level, and in some cases, some very rare cirrocumulus clouds that showed up. Now, I snapped a couple of photos earlier today. And I'm going to post those on episode number 579 at weatherjazz.com. Go check it out. And they are somewhat rare. They're very dainty, and they're really a, a, a bit of an artist's cloud because they are just so decorative in nature. You don't see them very often, but when they do occur, at least for me, they get my attention and so I snapped those photos. I'll post those again, weatherjazz.com, episode number 579. Well, while I was out there today, I was running some errands. And, of course, the cirrocumulus clouds got my attention. I tuned in to the Ruv English radio program. It's a daily radio program that gives you the very latest news in English from Iceland. And the host is Darren Adam. And I've gotten to know Darren over the course of the last few months with the most recent eruption in the summer of 2023. And at some point next month, I'll actually have the opportunity to meet Darren. I'll bring my recording equipment with me and we'll be sure to sit down and have a chat with Darren. I'm sure we'll have a ton to talk about then. But he certainly had a ton to talk about today on the Ruve English radio program. Now, you'll find the link for those of you that would like to subscribe via Spotify or your favorite podcast app. I will provide that link on episode number 579, weatherjazz.com. But there won't be any need to go there today because they have allowed me once more to rebroadcast today's program about Grindavik. Grindavik is the town, the fishing village along the south coast of the Reykjanes Peninsula. That's essentially where Reykjavik, Iceland is. It's about a 30 to 35-minute drive outside of Reykjavik, but it is the real focus of the seismic activity and is the focus of what is essentially the wait and see fourth eruption in the last three-and-a-half years in the Reykjanes Peninsula. There are lots of scenarios that are possible, but obviously already just the seismic activity alone, the earthquakes have done a lot of infrastructure damage to the road system, at least some of them, in Grindavík, you can see some of those images all over social media, on Instagram, on TikTok, and on X, formerly known as Twitter. Wherever you go, you're going to see some pretty impressive images of roads that have huge cracks in them. So it's a wait-and-see attitude. No eruption yet, no volcano yet. However, certainly things may be pointing in that direction. We certainly thank the RUV Network for allowing me to post this segment on Weather Jazz. If you'd like to continue to listen to the RUV English radio program, once more, the links will be on weatherjazz.com, episode number 579. Without further delay, let's post that broadcast from this morning, all about the seismic activity with Darren Adam And his host, Valer Gretesson, who is no stranger to volcanic eruption. He was a bit of a YouTube star in the first three eruptions when he was with the Reykjavik Grapevine. So, let's get right to it. Today's program.
0: This is Ruve English Radio. Hello, I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. Once again, here in Iceland, we wait and we watch to see if there's going to be a volcanic eruption that the earthquakes over the last few days usually predict. That's been the pattern over the last three years. And someone who's been at the very heart of those eruptions over the last three years on the Reykjanes Peninsula and is watching, along with everyone else, is my friend and colleague here at Ruve. someone that you may well know from the uh, eruptions over the last few years, Vala Gretesson. Hello, Vala. Hello, Darren. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for having me. You're very, very welcome. We spoke, of course, during the summer when Fagradalsfjall I- erupted. Yeah, right. And, and uh, we said at the time that felt like a very tourist-friendly, a very beautiful eruption because it was in a harmless place, people yeah. could get to it easily, and it was very pretty. This is very different if it happens. happens.
1: Yes. Now we are, uh, the, what do you call it, the honeymoon days. They are uh, over. Yes. We are now to the serious part of the volcanoes in Iceland. Uh, This is obviously not going to be a touristic uh, eruption. This might be like a hundred times bigger, they say. I don't know, uh, like in scale, don't don't quote me on that, by Mm. the way. Mm. But it's going to be significantly bigger, that's for sure. Uh, it's, uh, if it's if it's going to go up the most likely place it's going to go up is like on the axis of the Grindavík town or literally in the middle of the town okay. uh, we can see the crack Like um, I don't even know the English word for this but Icelanders have m- so many weird concepts when it comes to uh, the- these, uh, these things
0: yes the Icelandic word for defensive wall doesn't really translate into <laughs> English either and of course that's something that's, that's very much a live concept just now with the work that's been done around the power station yeah. I mean, it, it's not really funny, but it's like, uh,
1: the, the, yeah, we, we, of course, we think about volcanoes more than most of the natives, I guess, therefore we have more words about it, but there is like a, a valley is like the best word for this. It's like it's cracking up uh, into the ground becoming something that we call a valley in, in yes. Icelandic.
0: And I think we would, the best word we could use would be sinkhole, but again, sinkhole yeah. means something else yeah. in other places. This yeah. is this is related to the ground basically falling in on falling itself. Falling down, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. You've seen yeah. the cracks and so on we call it like a valley basically it's just opening up uh, and therefore uh, this is where the the volcano is trying to come up Uh, the volcano is only in what uh, they think it's around five and four or four or five hundred meters stepped i don't know what that is in miles but uh, you just google it i guess Uh, and the thing is of course about that is that we know it because of the Uh, Gases that are are coming up right now, and this means that it's much closer than we thought. It used to be uh, like last weekend after the the uh, the the earthquake series, it was around 800 meters, Mm. meaning that it's crawling uh, well, uh, like slowly,
0: but it's crawling up. And the presence of that gas, the SO2, the sulphur dioxide, the way that it was discovered at the level it was discovered, as you say, that's an indication that the magma is very close. That's where the gas is coming from. And that's why the town of Grindavik was evacuated yesterday afternoon. And by the way, we're having our conversation at about half past two on, what is this, Wednesday Wednesday, afternoon, yes, (laughs) 2.30 Wednesday afternoon. As we sit here, no eruption yet, that may of course change. And and let's talk about whether that's going to change because one outcome remains the possibility Mm -hmm. that this doesn't come to anything, that that after all this activity and after all this terrible damage and heartache, that there is no Volcanic eruption, right? We have we have few ways to go about it, uh, like what do you call it? C- c- scenarios. Scenarios, yeah. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. One of them is that this could go on, uh, go off in the in this ocean. This would be the a pretty bad one, uh, probably the worst one. This means that it would uh, affect your flights if you're going to go between the UK and uh, Europe and uh, and the, the
0: mm-hmm. North America, but not quite on the same scale as 2010.
1: No, hopefully no, not. Because um, it's not
0: it's not under a glacier.
1: No, exactly, yeah, yeah. but. In the ocean, there is enough of it. So it it, it might uh, have a devastating effect, but this is the most unlikely uh, possibility right now. Another one is that uh, it will go off uh, around uh, Grindavík. The the, the third one is that it will go off a little bit uh, closer to the, and I'm not sure about the the directions there, closer to like Blue Lagoon and the uh, like Schwarzenke, the black fields. Which is north Uh, of the town. North of the town, yes, thank you. Uh, And... uh, and that would be, uh, I mean, neither better or worse for Grindavík. The lava could go there. Mm. Uh, but that's the place that we call is like Sundmuka Gígar. It's it's like, I know it's, it's hard words, but it's but it's basically black Blackfields. It's, it's yeah, easy to remember yeah. that. And we call it, it's, it's literally the translation of the, of the place in yeah. Icelandic. And then, of course, the last scenario is basically nothing, uh, which is, the same time the most horrific one yeah, uh, yeah. because of the people that live there uh, mostly because they know then that uh, this uh, volcano is always going to come up one time or another uh, it's better to get it out of the way because yeah. then we know uh, at least there will be possibly a few thousand years in for the next one or 800 years uh, but if it won't come up, I mean, what are you going to do? Go, move back home and wait. Yeah.
0: It doesn't and, sound and good. There are signs, as again, as we speak at 2.30 this afternoon on Wednesday, there are signs that at the edges of this thing, the magma is solidifying, it is cooling. Yeah. yeah. Not in the heart of it, but at the edges. So yeah. it it could be yeah. the case that this thing seals itself up, but then yeah. just continues to, to wait. All people that we have talked
1: to, uh, experts, uh, volcanologists uh, and so on, Uh, they say it's very unlikely that it won't come up because how uh, high the the magma
0: is right now. Because it's so close to the surface. It's so close to the
1: surface that they say it's... uh, uh, I mean, the only thing is that perhaps we have to wait longer. And again, that would be devastating also for yeah. the people in Grindavík. Yeah. Uh, the, the longer we wait, uh, this will be worse and worse uh, for, for the for the village, of course, for, the, for this beautiful town. Yes. So it's yeah,
0: and, and particularly when even on Friday night it seemed as if an evacuation was not going to be necessary. Civil defense said we don't see any reason to evacuate the town. Then the data came in from, I think, the Met Office, didn't it, about 9 o'clock? Yeah. Um, Or 10 o'clock maybe, saying, look, we've seen that the center of this activity is under the town of Grindelbeek. And indeed, you were on air, on roof. You were interviewing the mayor of the town when a significant earthquake
1: hit. Yeah, this was incredibly odd, I have to say. This was such a quick uh, scenario that when it comes to all of this, the, the day had been pretty uh, slow. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to like act- earthquake activity, of course it was there and it was always pounding and so on. But it's even for the people of Grindavík, there are few people that are, has, are as experienced when it comes yes. to that as those yes. people. So they know what uh, dangerous kind of a uh, seismic activity is. So uh, it wasn't until four o'clock when it started to be very, very rapid, very uh, like hard hitting earthquakes. Uh, and uh, just to explain it like uh, it's, it's not it 's not a good practice to just use your imagination but let 's just explain it like this okay like, it was l- the feeling when you were there was literally like uh, there was an animal or something down there, like a monster just punching its way up and like violently, and mm. it was incredible to feel this mm. this was not your average. it was like every um every uh earthquake. Felt like, uh, in my in my opinion, like five or six mm-hmm. in, in magnitude, but it was really quick. It was like punches, uh, and therefore, like uh, the our car would like, were like were like jumping. Uh, we we it was hard to stand sometimes there, and we didn't really realize how much of a. A catastrophic event we were actually standing in at that moment. Yes. Because when you have like one earthquake, like many people in the world know this, one big earthquake shakes everything for 30 seconds and then there was just rumors afterwards. In Iceland, we in, in this case, uh, we had those like uh, short, very heart hitting earthquakes again and again and again and again yes. and again and uh, at least one uh, per minute. So the houses were literally shaking slowly, uh, what do you call it, like crumbling slowly because we built for this. We we are prepared for earthquakes. And that was like the, the odd behavior of this, which was like, I have never felt anything like this. Uh, the people that never have had, felt anything like this.
0: And not even in the last three years, because right. I think it's worth just remembering that you know we've had 800 years of silence on this peninsula and then yeah. three eruptions right. in a row, 2021, 2022, and of course the summer of 2023 as right. well. But in each of those cases, the earthquakes, I think I'm right in saying, I wasn't here for two of them, but the earthquakes that came before the eruptions weren't that serious. Right. They were just a little tremor here and there this right. is, this one's different
1: this was very different and because of how rapid it was uh, and, and how many there were uh, one person that I met they were literally just running out of their houses people there and it was absolutely horrific to see this and mm. uh, like uh, very odd uh, atmosphere Uh, One young man told me that between four and five o'clock in the day, he counted 64, like these very uh, massive earthquakes in one hour. So it was like every minute at least.
0: Well, let's bring us up to date with where we are right now. Some developments today, the uh, Icelandic National Disaster Insurance, I think is the English yes. name for it. That, the, the representatives have been in Grindavik already assessing the damage. And they're mm-hmm. saying that they're, where they can, they're going to pay out before the disaster is over. So at least people can start to get back on their feet, which <laughs> is great. Um, and every house that is fire insured in Iceland is automatically insured by this national scheme. Yeah. But of course not every house is fire insured and so some people are going to find themselves underinsured potentially.
1: I think I think almost all of them are. Uh, that, that's the, the practice in Iceland, more or less. You have to have some kind of insurance when it comes to this mm. uh, and... Uh, it would be like, like a, yeah, you know, I don't know what in what instance it would not be. Okay. But uh, so all, all of the people and companies and so on should should have this, uh, and should be should get the. Uh, some insurance money out of this this is only because like of fire uh, damages um, yes. and but I mean, you've got uh, to have
0: the fire insurance to be automatically covered it, by the uh, national disaster insurance yeah but you
1: have to have this you, yeah, it, it's yeah, by yeah. law you have to have uh, this the fire insurance uh, yeah this yeah. insurance so so the thing is that uh, but the the, the the like the problem that the people have is basically it can be a lot of difference in, in numbers like perhaps the fire insurance is 30 million Icelandic krona for mm. a house but you could sell it for like sixty, seventy million. That's actually the marketing, sure. okay. uh, like cap for it.
0: Yeah, or the, price. the market price. What you yeah. get if you sold it. So there's a difference between what it's insured for and what it's worth now. Exactly, I massive.
1: Yeah. So, so when you get this money, is it only going to go for the bank for the for the loan? You know, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't. Uh, I I think uh, politicians need to have a long, hard discussion about how to do this so these people won't come out of this uh, with nothing.
0: And do you think they will? Because there's already been um, no opposition, really, as far as we can see this week, to the idea of spending the money building defences around the Svartsengi power station. That work's happening right now. Do you think that if there were to be a bill that said, look, we as the Icelandic nation are coming together, we as taxpayers, we as the government, we're going we're gonna to pay for the gap so that no one ends up losing money as a result of this? Do you think that would be politically possible? Yes,
1: right now I think so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like in my discussions uh, and also what just I have seen in, in the news myself at the roof, of course, yes. uh, it feels like uh, the people in, in Grindavik uh, they have the feeling that there is a kind of a lack of leadership here, and I think they are a little bit right, uh, correct about that. So it, it doesn't feel also like because politicians they try not to be in the middle of uh, these events. Um, The same with COVID and so on. It's like uh, we have experts that are doing this and handling this and it does uh, often like you don't want to add political uh, presence of it. No. Because it could become a scandal and just added pressure and so on. You want to have this as, uh, as
0: caref- care- yes. carefree as you can. But the bit that politicians can do is say, we're going to, as far as possible, guarantee financially, we're going to use our uh, the weapons that we have, if you like, the levers that we can pull, which are financial ones. Yeah. We're going to do all of that to make sure that those burdens... Are as little as possible on people. Do you think that that is something yeah. we're going to hear more of?
1: My, yes, uh, my, I have been uh, working uh, on like uh, in in that uh, as a journalist now past days, mm. and in all of my answers, this has been they, they want to go there, but how to go there? How, mm. what way will will they go, and, and what is the most practical way to go about it? That's unclear still, mm. uh, but uh, everybody is willing to do good. Uh, it's also about. Uh, uh, the the prime minister actually had a, a bill uh, that she presented yesterday that she wants to uh, protect people's earnings also. Yes. So they yes. they won't be uh, if they lose their job and so on. They will not lose. Uh, they will they will have uh, get some benefits uh, if it not
0: And I think she referenced COVID in that, didn't she? Yes. She yes. said we'll do the same sort of thing that we did and unemployment we, benefits being backdated to the start right. of the week. and Yeah. Uh, we and might so, actually use
1: that, which is interesting yeah. also. Uh, it's not. I mean, it, it's a lot of money, of course, but it, it's not like devastating
0: for the for the national government. Mm-hmm. So the same mechanisms could be used again for yeah. for those people who've lost their income uh, and, uh, temporarily. We we hope. Now we talked about the work that's taking place around the Svartsengi power station. Um, I heard today. I don't know whether you heard this as well. That this wall, this defensive wall that might be built, could be thirty meters high.
1: Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it sounds logical to be honest. Yeah, that's I mean,
0: enormous. It would get the job done, but it's huge, uh, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it will change a little bit uh, how you feel when you go to the blue lagoon in the future, if there will be a blue lagoon in the future. Well, with a thirty-meter wall around it, there's yeah. a good chance it will survive. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> but but it might be frightening to see it. But yeah, yeah, like people are. The politicians seem to be uh, on board when it comes to these uh, defensive walls, uh, but uh, I, we, I think, I, I'm not sure, but we need to see how time will, uh, yes. where time will take that. Also, I mean, we don't know where the volcano is going to come up, if it's no. going to come up on a, a, like a little bit above. I mean, uh, and volcanoes are just volcanoes, they just flow over whatever and and even even gardens like that will not uh, stop them ultimately, yeah. unless unless it's just uh, like for a short period or of time. Or a small
0: eruption yeah, I mean, something of that size and I don't know whether that is going to be the case it's just something that I heard, but if it was something of that size, you can almost imagine that becoming a tourist attraction in itself, <laughs> can't you? People come and see the wall. <laughs> I mean I would be a little bit frightening if like, I would see something like that and
1: like, then go yeah. to the Blue Lagoon and and knowing that if there will be eruption, uh, I mean, the, the water will be quite hot uh, at the same time because it's coming from the ground. Yes. So it, it
0: might perhaps not be enough. Well, there are, there are two very important Structures in, in, that are being protected. Obviously, the power station is much more important because it That's supplies. That's simple. Yeah, yeah, it supplies not just electricity but hot water as well. Yes.
1: And here is the math. The math yeah. is the math is like uh, it's very simple. Uh, we have uh, the option of building these uh, defense gardens uh, for around what was it three billion Icelandic krona. Uh, or lose all power, uh, hot water, sorry, uh, in the Reganese Peninsula. Mm. Uh, And the station itself, the Mm. station itself would cost 70 billion Icelandic krona. The power station. The power station station itself, I think, uh, just to build it again and make it like functioning again. And uh, also the uh, the the homes that would lose their uh, their hot water and in Iceland we use it to heat our houses and if it's cold and snow and so yeah. on you can imagine the, the properties that will be damaged so it will be hundreds of billions Icelandic Kronla that will be the damage here so three billions hundreds of billions it's I mean uh, it's always a pretty basic uh, math.
0: Yeah, yeah. What I, there's, there's, there's just no doubt that it's the right thing, to, it's the only thing to do when you're faced with the, the possibility of something so important being damaged.
1: I mean, i nev- I never seen anything like this work before. I've never, yeah. I mean, nobody knows exactly what
0: will happen if this will happen. Yeah, But then I, you go back 50 years and, and what happened in the Westman Isles and you had the, the spraying of seawater right. onto the lava and, yeah. and the town, of course, Fismania, yeah, ended yeah. up with a better harbour than it had before. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, uh, I mean, it's not a popular opinion I have. I think most of this was just dumb luck, to be honest. Okay. But, well, maybe but, we'll be lucky again. Yeah, that, uh, Icelanders, <laughs> I also have another un- unpopular opinion, which is Icelanders are relatively just a lucky nation. <laughs> and we've been, again and again and again, just the two uh, eruptions have been in, in fantastic places. Yeah, yeah. And as you can see, all of this can be
0: devastating for us. Yes, and we still don't know if it's going to happen, we don't know where it's going to happen, there is still a chance of course that this is a, a, a mild eruption, and yeah. there's some science that says that actually the scale of it if and when it happens, it's not going to be as, as big an eruption as Exactly, it
1: is. That, that's the, the good news uh, yeah. basically is that although, I mean the only thing we know now is how much magma is down there, and th- there is a lot of it, uh, and it's, it's like in these, and we, I'm not talking about like, like in the, at the core of the earth like the magma that is up there and is, is threatening to come up. Yeah, it's half a kilometer uh, away. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, uh, it also comes down to like uh, where it erupts, how big will the the opening be, the 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 volcano fissure, fissure, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and so on. Perhaps it will be a small one, and perhaps nothing. Perhaps I mean, but I think it will always be uh, a pretty impressive uh,
0: size though. Yes, well, let, I think if, if we could collectively cross our fingers, I think what we'd all want then is a small eruption as far north as possible yeah. with lava that flows nowhere near exactly. infrastructure, particularly the power station. Yeah, because the wilderness
1: around there, and people have been in the area, they, they, yeah. know, they know this, but it's, it's perhaps just to like, uh, so you understand the, the area there. The Akenes Peninsula, which is uh, like 10% of the peninsula has some villages and towns, mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the size of London, the whole yeah, area, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like uh, the other ninety percent yes, it's fine to have volcanoes there, but the rest we're just it's just we're just unlucky if it comes uh, yes.
0: up at Grindavik. let's not have it there, and we should also just finish by saying, as i I've been saying on on various worldwide media over the last few days. The rest of Iceland, outside of this desperately sad situation that's taking place in the southwest of the country, the rest of Iceland is unaffected by this. We are in right. the capital, and we yeah. the, the, there's no danger to anyone in Iceland. Flights are still operating from the airport in it, and out. With I, no I have seen this a lot on TikTok. I have yeah. even,
1: of course, uh, after my, my I, I became a YouTube star. Also,
0: you did, <laughs> and, uh, and
1: Polly, I'm uh, Polly, Polly. Your of dog, course. of course. Yeah, uh, and I've been. Uh, I, I'm not there anymore, uh, but um, I'm getting a lot of messages from a lot of people. Yes always stay safe and and how this is in the news uh, in other countries it obviously feels like it's it's affecting the whole country that's uh, not the truth this is just a very uh, isolated place even the the earthquakes mm. you didn't feel these earthquakes uh, in, in in the Reykjavik city which is only like 25 minutes drive away so it was
0: uh, well our, our, one of our Christmas decorations wobbled that was about it well in Iceland you always feel something you feel something but, yeah, but there was but, nothing significant no, I mean, I did, and, and again with the the sort of coverage that we're all doing for other international media the number of radio stations that have approached me around the world and said, can you come on and talk about the volcano? And I said, well, hang on, there is no volcano <laughs> Yeah, There's no eruption no. yet. And we start the day on the Roof English blog by saying, you know, for as long as it's the case, we wake up and find that once again after a reasonably quiet night, there has been yeah. no eruption. So any footage that you see... Yeah,
1: right. And, and this is actually a good, uh, like, uh, lesson also for, for those that are actually waiting for this volcano or, or like, just watching these events uh, mm. unfolding, is that at ninety percent of this is waiting, actually, yeah. and when you this hit the world news and so on, most often is when the volcano comes up. But uh, the people around they have been feeling this often for weeks and months. Yes, so, and yes. that's that's the case here. I, I mean, you could technically say that we are still in the same events as like it started three years ago yes. because the Egan Peninsula is, is has a vacant and it's a it's a monster of a, I mean of a volcano station. It's six stations, yeah. and when this one is done we go to the next. Mm. This is going to be our reality at least for the next 200 years. And then we, we in the end, we will have uh, eruption in Grisovic area, which is close to Hapnafurður, which is uh, uh, 30,000 uh, people mm. that live there. And then we might have one in, in Hinkit, which is would affect Reykjavík. Uh, and if that would happen, then we have another power station, like a hydro, uh, hydrogenic... Uh,
0: uh, hydroelectric power. Hydroelectric yeah, yeah, power
1: plant. Yeah. And then that will go off and then Reykjavík, area will not have water and uh, hot water and so on, so it's like we are just in the, in the absolute beginning of incredible events which uh, st- stopped 800 years ago, but yes. has for some reason started again.
0: Which seem to have started again. I mean, the, the, again, the hope is that, this is that this is geologically speaking a blip. But you're right, it, it's not likely to be, is it? If we've no. had these four events over the yeah. course of three years after 800 years of silence. Yeah. And that's before we talk about the possibility in, in, in further eastern parts of the country Right, volcanoes under glaciers, Ooh, as yes. we saw in 2010. So th- that's maybe for another day. <laughs>
1: you don't want to go there. And then you have Hekla, which is a pyroclastic yeah. one. Yes. And then of course you have Katla, <clears throat> which could, uh, which is just horrific.
0: Well, Katla is the big one. That is uh, that one. is a on stilts, isn't it? That really is.
1: That's on time, by the way. That's like it was on time around around a decade ago. It, it yes. goes off hundred at uh, hundred years apart, mm-hmm. and we are around hundred and ten years
0: over night. But anyway, Iceland is perfectly safe to live in, <laughs> perfectly <laughs> safe to visit. If Genuinely, though, I mean, seriously, if you've got a trip planned... I mean, we're sitting here in Reykjavík. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're not running for the hills, or no. maybe you'd run away from the hills at the moment, yeah. but you take my point. If you've got a trip planned... Don't cancel, take oh, the trip.
1: Yeah, it's also this. it's absolutely amazing. And although you f- feel earthquakes, they are uh, nothing. That's the good thing, actually, about Iceland. Like, we have prepared for all of this for yes. decades. We know exactly what this is. We built our houses to last, like, uh, to feel this. I mean, the, the series, quake series that was in mm. Grindavík, this would have devastating whatever town in the world but not in Iceland. No. I mean, it's incredible that n- all of these houses, although they are, uh, they are uh, destroyed, but they're still standing. Yes. It's incredible.
0: And no deaths, no injuries. No. Everybody evacuated yeah. within a few hours. Even all the animals now, I think, yeah. have been accounted for Yeah,
1: well. not even an animal died in, this, uh, yeah. in, in yeah. all of
0: this. Yeah, which so. is very... And I think as well, just to conclude, it, it is obvious that when we would say this, wouldn't we, being patriotic, but it is obvious that, that some of the very finest brains... In this area, mm-hmm. are in Iceland because that's, they have to yeah.
1: be. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Uh, so uh, there is no, uh, as long as you 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 just uh, uh, you listen to the government uh, and you you act smart, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. don't rush into these areas uh, and so on. Then, yeah. then you are fine. They're, like I always said, also on the YouTube, like uh, the volcanoes, the disasters—they never kill you. It's basically trying to get there. That's always
0: what kill you. <laughs> <Yes>. Great <laughs> advice, as ever, well, valor Thanks very much indeed, Valur and my colleague. Here at Roof, as we bring you the situation as it stands at what is now 4 minutes to 3 on a Wednesday afternoon with still no eruption. It's Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam and you can get in touch with us anytime. English at ruv.is. There is more from Roof English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. Roof English Radio. It's daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster,
2: Roof. Once more, our very heartfelt gratitude to Roof, the Roof Network, Darren Adam, Valur Grantison, and everybody else there for allowing us to put the spotlight on a very informative radio broadcast from today in Iceland. Obviously, we'll continue to monitor the situation. And if anything changes, we'll have that news on Friday, Open Line Friday, right here on Weather Jazz. Do you have a question, a topic suggestion, or you simply want to stop by and say hello? I certainly welcome your input. You can reach me two ways. The first is via email weatherjazz at yahoo.com but you can also leave me a voicemail on the weather jazz podcast audience connect line 234-525-5888 lord willing we'll see you on friday open line friday right here on weather jazz make it a fantastic day weather and science across the globe
1: Just.